بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن النواس بن سمعان رضي الله تعالى عنه قال عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم البر حسن الخلق والإثم ما حاك في نفسك وكرهت إن يطلع عليه الناس رواه مسلم وعن وابسة بن معبد رضي الله تعالى عنه قال أتيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال جئت تسأل عن البر قلت نعم قال استفت قلبك البر مطمأنت إليه النفس واطمأن إليه القلب والإثم ما حاك في النفس وتردد في الصدر وإن أفتاك الناس وأفتوك حديث حسن رواه أحمد This chapter al-wara' wa-tarkish-shubhat chapter which deals with righteousness, piety and abstaining from those things which are doubtful The hadith the subject matter we discussed already the first part of the hadith in fact most of the hadith we find that the hadith following it the subject matter is very similar this is the reason why I've read out both the hadith nevertheless just to complete the first hadith the narrator was Nawaz bin Sam'an radiallahu ta'ala and he says narrating from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Nabi Abbaq said Al-Bir Husnul Khuluq. The word Al-Bir we discussed in detail that it is a very, very comprehensive term and it is used in many places in Quran and Ahadith also and it's used with different meanings. However, in this context, Al-Bir, righteousness, piety, the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all these are part of the meaning of bir. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran, وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرْ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَقَامُ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتَ الزَّكَاةِ Allah Ta'ala in the Quran, وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرْ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَقَامُ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتَ الزَّكَاةِ Allah Ta'ala says, bir means to believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to believe in the hereafter, establishment of salaf, discharging of zakah, وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ ذَوِي الْقُرْبَىٰ وَالْيَتَامَىٰ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَابْنَ السَّبِيلِ وَالسَّائِلِينَ وَفِي الرِّقَابَىٰ And Allah Ta'ala says, Bir is to spend your wealth in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to discharge the rights of others, etc., etc. So the point, my respected brothers, is that this term has a very, very broad and a very comprehensive meaning. In this hadith, Allah's Rasulullah said, Al-Birru Husnul Khuluq. He said, Piety, righteousness is good akhlaq, good character, meeting people with a smiling face, discharging the rights of others, giving preference to the rights of others over oneself, loving for others what you love for yourself. All this is contained in this one term, Al-Birru Husnul Khuluq. And then opposite to that, Wal-Ithmu Mahakafi Nafi Nafsika. The first part we discussed already. The nature of sin. The nature of sin, one is when something is wrong, forbidden. We find in Quran and Hadith it is mentioned, this is haram, forbidden, stay away from it. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited such a practice. Or Nabiya Pak has prohibited such a practice. Then obviously it is compulsory upon every one of us, of any person of Iman, to stay away from those things which are sinful, which are disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in this chapter we are dealing with things that are doubtful. A person is not 100% sure, either through lack of knowledge or the effect of the environment or whatever it may be. As a result of that, we are not totally sure, is this guna or is this not guna? So Nabi Pak is teaching us in this hadith the nature of sin. That how can you tell that something is sinful if you are not sure? Nabi Pak and as I mentioned previously, these type of ahadith, when we study them properly, we realize what great wisdom and what great perception and understanding Allah Ta'ala blessed Rasulullah Pak with. He mentions two things that are generally found in sin. Anything that is wrong, anything that is sinful, anything that takes you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anything that is forbidden, automatically it will create an element of doubt in your heart. It will worry you. Whenever a person makes guna, makes sin, provided his heart is pure, provided, and this is where we mentioned this previously also, we have to be very, very careful. When you, insan is prone to error, the nature of human being is such, we will make mistakes. But when you make mistake, when you do wrong, make toba. Don't insist in your wrong. Don't persist in your wrong. Don't try and justify the wrong. Something is haram, impermissible, don't carry on doing it because if you carry on doing it, then what this does, this destroys one's, one's inner spirituality. The heart becomes debased. You find in hadith, every time you do a wrong, a black spot appears in the heart. And then eventually, if we allow this to carry on without tawbah, we insist in our wrong, then qasat qulubukum, the heart becomes very, very hard. In other words, the ability of the heart to distinguish and to feel the effects of wrong gradually diminishes over time. So this is why it is very important to keep the heart clean, that one does not persist on guna, one does not persist on sin. One makes toba, one immediately repents. One does not try and justify one's wrong and one's haram. So Nabiya Pak said, coming back to this hadith, he said, Al-ithmu ma nafsi. He says, when you, when you do guna, when you do sin, it will create taraddud. It will create that doubt in your heart. You'll automatically know in your heart, what I'm doing is not right. This is why you'll start feeling this strangeness in your heart. And the second effect, or what we call the nature of sin, is that ulama Ikram mentioned, they say, النَّفْسُ بِالطَّبْعِهَا تُحِبُّ إِطِّلَاعَ النَّاسَ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِهَا وَبِرِّهَا they say the heart by nature, the heart by nature is such that a person automatically likes that people should know about his goodness and his piety, that he should please people. This is natural. Obviously, allowing pride and so on to come, this is something that we are dissuaded from. But naturally, when you do good, people praise you, people become happy with you. 
this this is something that naturally is a, is a facet or is a feature of the nafs that we like automatically that people should be happy with us they should praise us they should look up to us on the other hand the nafs the heart by nature the opposite of that that people should look down upon you people should find out what a bad person you are in society there isn't a positive outlook towards you by nature the nafs dislikes this so ulama ikram mentioned that the moment a person does anything and it enters his heart that i wouldn't like the people to know about what i am doing just just enters your heart straight away this is already an alarm bell to tell you what you are doing is wrong the fact that you dislike that people should come to know about it automatically tells you that this is something wrong and if you are doing something and in your heart it enters that i would be happy that people should come to know about it people see me doing this particular act and they come to know about it it's something that pleases you something makes you happy then that already is indicative of the fact that what you are doing is something good so coming back to this hadith rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said wal ithm sin transgression ma haka fi nafsik is something that will create doubt in your heart and the second thing rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said wa karihta an yattali' alayhi an-nas you will dislike that people should come to know about the fact that you are doing this particular action the fact that you dislike that already tells you that this is something that is wrong that this is guna this is transgression this is why because the heart by nature is such that it likes praise from people and it dislikes that people should look down upon it so this your heart in other words the meaning of this hadith is that your heart will guide you trust your heart trust your heart to guide you as to what is permissible and 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 what is impermissible as i mentioned the two ahadith the meaning is very very close in fact this concept that we are discussing that trust your heart turn to your heart for direction when you are in doubt your heart will automatically lean to something that is positive and your heart will automatically dissuade you from something that is negative that some something that shariat has discouraged the same subject matter is further discussed in the next hadith in fact in much greater detail the narrator of that hadith which we read out earlier is wabis bin mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu this is a sahabi who was from kufa and he was one of a delegation of another 10 that accepted islam at the same time in other words 11 of them accepted islam at the same time at the hands of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's mentioned about this sahabi particularly wabis bin ma'bad radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that he was kathirul buka that he would weep excessively in other words his heart was very soft his excessive weeping ulama ikram say is a sign of the riqatul qalb of the softness of the heart an excessive laughing excessive laughing is an indication of the hardness of the heart so we find that the sahabi particularly among sahaba he was known as kathirul buka that he would cry excessively we find that 11 ahadith are narrated by this sahabi wabisa bin mas'ud wabisa bin ma'bad radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says 
that I came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ataytu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now we find that this particular hadith is narrated. One is this narration of Wabisa bin Ma'bad is actually the section that Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned is a shortened version of the actual riwayat. And we find that the subject matter that is mentioned in this riwayat is mentioned in many, many ahad, ahadith. And mentioned by a few other sahaba also. And in order for us to understand properly the meaning of the hadith, it's important that we keep those other riwayat in front of us also. As I mentioned, this particular narration that Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned, the first part of it to understand it properly, we have to bring the slightly lengthened version. The section that Imam Nawi rahimullah has mentioned, Wabisa says, Ataytu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of Faqal. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said to me that you came to me to ask me about. And you find the hadith continues now. So automatically you realize that something had to have happened before this. And to get a better understanding, we have to look at that narration where Wabisa himself says, I came in the majlis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Faqala li, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to me, Udnu ya Wabisa. O Wabisa, come closer. Fadanautu minhu. So I came closer to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How close? Hatta masat rukbati rukbatahu. He says, I came so close. I sat in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Salaam said, come even closer. I carried on coming closer until my knees touched the knees of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From this, we, we learn the muhabba, the love, the shafaqa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How much of love he had for sahabai ikram. And how much of love he had for his ummah. And as a teacher, as a teacher, the methodology that Nabi Pak would utilize and those of us that are engaged in teaching those of us that want to teach our own children which is a natural instinct from this we learn that the road to that is muhabbat is love is compassion is kindness and we see this very very often in many many ahadith of Rasulullah many of these sahaba were to some extent almost strangers they, they didn't have that much interaction with Rasulullah Some, some Wabisa was from Kufa. Some lived far away. Yet, the manner in which Nabi Salaam brought them closer, the love that he showed them, the compassion that he showed them, the kindness that, we should, that he showed them, this is Sunnah. This we learn from Sirah. And these are things that we should try and incorporate and inculcate in our lives. Let's run out of time. We'll continue.